0: I'm particularly, of course, interested in the corn production. So from the report, I see that uh, the overnight temperatures, warmer overnight temperatures, are detrimental to corn production. Could you tell our listeners about that?
1: Sure. So, Chris, the, the purpose of this report was to quantify the risks facing Indiana producers in the coming decades, and certainly corn and soybean represent a very important part of the Indiana landscape. We also tried to address um, perennial crops as well as uh, animal agriculture, So, unfortunately, we do identify risks to corn and soybean production, as you pointed out. We've already seen a decline in corn yield associated with high nighttime temperatures in July. So, looking from data from the last decade, yield has declined by about three bushels for every degree Fahrenheit increase in nighttime temperatures. um, This is... It's still something that's being researched to understand the causative factors. We know that it has to do with um, increased nighttime respiration, and so the plants are using up some of their stored sugars um, because of that nighttime respiration. There can also be problems with the, the timing of pollination, that the, the soaking can be out of sync, and so we can have sort of decreased pollination and decreased yields because of that.
0: What is an ideal nighttime temperature for corn?
1: I'm not comfortable to identify an ideal nighttime temperature. Certainly looking over the last decade, we experienced July mean nighttime temperatures between 58 degrees Fahrenheit to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. And we saw a steady decline across that range. And so that would indicate that nighttime temperatures less than 58 degrees would be preferable because we do see an impact to yield once we get above 58 degrees at night.
0: And we've had quite a few days above 68 degrees this summer.
1: Yes, so we, we would definitely anticipate that we've had some, some, some days where temperatures stayed high overnight and that that could have a negative impact on yield this year as well.
0: Tell us about uh, the heat stress caused by high uh, temperatures during the day.
1: Yeah, so that would be the other aspect that so of course that we started out by talking about these nighttime temperatures and those aren't necessarily what we would think of as very hot conditions. It's just the fact that it's a, a change to conditions that we had previously that the plants are not adapted to and so they're they're reacting differently to these nighttime temperatures that are warmer than what they're used to. But then the other aspect is direct impact to the plants because of high temperatures during the day. And that is certainly expected um, to increase, to look in the future, to look at the combined impact of high daytime temperatures, high nighttime temperatures, as well as water stress, we turn to model simulations that can integrate all of these impacts and make projections for the future. And these combined impacts, we project a decrease in corn yields of about 16 to 20 percent by mid-century. And that's assuming that we would still be using the same varieties as we are now by mid-century. So that is not necessarily true. But looking at that 16 to 20% decline, a fair amount of that is heat stress. Some of that is water stress and so could be compensated for by things like supplemental irrigation. But some of it is heat stress because of high daytime temperatures that would be more difficult to compensate for.
0: So tell us what the options are for the farmer.
1: So a few different things. Um, Certainly, as I just mentioned, in our model projections, we're holding technology constant. We're using the same corn varieties that we use now. And we know that technological change, breeding and genetic improvements in crops, um, have led to increased productivity in the past uh, at a rate of about 1.5% per year. Um, And so there is reason to expect that new varieties will help. Um, that we have, we will have new varieties that um, will better be able to tolerate the high heat conditions. Another thing that people are considering is shorter maturity varieties. Um, if you're in a location where you're able to take advantage of an earlier start to the growing season, then perhaps you can plant earlier and have the crop mature or at least get past um, silking before the high, hottest part of the summer. Um, Another option is that I mentioned the potential for supplemental irrigation in some locations. There is an interaction between water availability and heat stress so that in some cases that supplemental irrigation water can also help reduce heat stress because of the the cooling effect of evaporation.
0: Would you describe for our listeners um, who participated in the study and the write-up?
1: Sure. So for this study, we had... About 15 co coauthors, um, scientists from around Purdue University that are specialized specialize in agricultural economics, animal sciences, horticultural crops, in particular fruit diseases, um, corn and soybean production, genetics, and water resources. So we had a, a diversity of experts and, um, who g- gave their opinions and their time and efforts to develop this science. We also had input from several stakeholders around the state Um, at different points in the process. We sent the outline out as well as the draft report and got feedback from a variety of different sectors uh, representing different aspects of agriculture around the state to make sure that, that their concerns were addressed by the report.